It's a lot easier in almost any walk of life to change a reality than it is to change a perception. A perception can take a long, long time and sometimes never changes no matter how the reality does. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins, and it comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. The Penguins are too old and too slow. That started getting spoken not all that long after the second of the two recent Cups. It wasn't quite in the immediate aftermath of losing to the Capitals, who eventually went on to win their first Cup in 2018. But it really started the next year with that wipeout against the Islanders. And then along came the young, super energetic, snappy Canadiens. And now it was the Islanders again. And you'll hear, still, in the face of overwhelming evidence to the contrary, people suggest that the Penguins are too old and too slow. Now, they have something of an age issue. The core itself is old. The core is not what it was in, let's say, the late 2000s when it was just a bunch of children. You know, Sid and Gino and uh, Chris Letang and Jordan Stahl and Marc-Andre Fleury and Brooks Orpik was still young. And it was just like, look at the look at the children. This is going to be great. We're going to win 500 cups here. This is This is awesome. It's not that. The core currently is old. But this team... In particular, last season, for the totality of the season, was very fast. Very fast. That was something that I would discuss often with Mike Sullivan, and you could tell that it really bothered him. Not that I'd ask. He actually welcomed my asking so he'd have a chance to address it himself and say, we believe we have the speed to match with anybody in the NHL. And you know what? He was right. That doesn't mean they were the fastest, but they were right up there. When you're talking about straight line speed, when you're talking about quickness, when you're talking about playing fast, which is how Sullivan usually refers to it when he's talking about speed, he wants players who can make fast plays. For any of you who've played this beautiful game, you'll know Exactly what I mean when I say the opponent that you're facing feels fast via the speed with which they move the puck. You just start spinning your head. You lose control. You don't feel like you know what you're doing. You feel like you're being outclassed collectively. And that's a difficult place to be. That's usually when you're about to get smoked. And it doesn't always have to do with being fast on your skates, but... The Penguins were both. The Penguins were both fast on their skates and fast with their playmaking, with their puck moving. But what about now? What about now? 
This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. And they, in turn, need your help. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org to see how you can make a difference. One dollar is all it takes to produce five full meals. pittsburghfoodbank.org What about now? What about the changes that have been made to this roster? Well, the one obvious element that should arrive first into this discussion is the core. Ever so slightly, ever so gradually, the core is going to continue to get slower. Not slow, but slower. Sidney Crosby is no longer Sid the Kid. Evgeny Malkin's going to be coming off a major knee surgery. Chris Letang will probably be able to skate the way he does until he's 60. So I would throw him out of this one. You might be able to say the same thing about Jeff Carter. But when you look at the changes that have been made, who's out and who's in, I feel like it's fair to worry at least a little bit. Brandon Tanev, going out of your lineup, makes you, how do I put this, makes you seem slower. Let's say that Brock McGinn is a match for Tanev skating-wise. It won't necessarily appear that way. Because when you see Tanev with the naked eye, you see Turbo Man, you know, and you see him flying down the rink and he's going for a hit, so you anticipate it that much more, so you notice his speed more. He's way more of a straight-line four-checker. Not that that isn't a strength of McGinn's as well, but he's going to be more visible. He's got the hair flying everywhere. And again, remember, don't laugh at this, because I'm talking about perception versus reality. There's a chance that they offset each other, but there's a chance that we won't see it that way. And I believe you, me, I'm including myself in this. What's another one? Zach Aston Reese was retained. He might be the Penguins' slowest skater up front, unless you're getting into the fringe guys. But Zach Aston Reese is also really, really quick with the puck, winning the puck, moving the puck. But he doesn't look fast. Plays fast, doesn't look fast. Teddy Bluger has made himself faster. But how do you compare and contrast the way either of those two play, the two guys that they very, very evidently committed to around the time of the expansion draft versus, let's say, Jared McCann? McCann is another guy, like Tanev, who has that shot out of a cannon look to him. That's not to take anything away from McCann and his actual speed. He's fast. But McCann can look really fast in addition to that. Puts his head down, that low skating style. Picture it in your head, that stride he has that's all knees. And you're thinking of a fast player. And the next time you see Zach Aston Reese on a four-check where he does just a total glide, that's not a shot at his effort level. That's just his skating style. He's going to be upright. He's going to be in a glide. Even though he's coming with 
220 pounds. He's a lot thicker, and he might make a bigger actual impact on the forecheck. It looks like he's going really, really slow when he might not be. On the blue line, the Penguins stay about the same. Mostly because the blue line has stayed the same. Cody Ceci was a was a good skater for his size, for his build, for his uh, physicality. One of many reasons I felt you might have heard that they should have kept him. But I don't know that you're going to lose much in the way of speed there, regardless of how he gets replaced. Uh, if he ends up being replaced by... Oh, they don't have a replacement for him. I'm not even going to try to bring up a name. So what you have is a team that looks like it's pretty much the same speed-wise, maybe, but there's going to be that perception. There's going to be that in place. Uh, It's very important that this team maintains that while they continue, through Ron Hextall's longer-term vision, to add youngsters, to not trade away their draft picks, to give kids a chance and develop them right. You want them to bring in youth to create that speed that you're going to need over the next few years. But for right now, the players, the support players that you keep had better be fast guys. They better be fast guys. And that applies to both perception and reality. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for just one question. That's brought to you by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is just 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners seven days of a free trial and 15% off your first month. It's a pretty good deal. Check out FuboTV.com slash DK to get this deal. question comes from Bubba who asks, Should the Pens adjust their style to the heavy game in the East. And with the squad that they have, can they? The perception versus reality argument can cross over, as I mentioned at the very top of today's show, to a lot of different walks of life. The lingering perception that the East is made up of big bad bullies and the West is just a bunch of softies skating in circles, is pretty dated. Uh, If you think about which conference was responsible for the big, bad Stanley Cup champions of the past decade and change, almost all of them have come out of the West. It's been the Blackhawks. It's been the Kings. Uh, Most recently, it was the Blues. The Blues were supposed to be the team that brought size back that made size mean something again. The Capitals, of course, were also that team when they won theirs in 2018. And since then, other teams like the Bruins, uh, the Lightning to an extent, uh, have made size something that gets discussed more often in the East. 
But really, man, when you think about it, the class of the conference, obviously, in the last couple of years, has been the lightning bolts. And they've done it with a mix. I mean, they've got some bigger guys. They've got their Maroons and Sorellis. And, of course, any team that's got Victor Hedman logging 30 minutes of ice time a night is going to end up feeling like they're just gigantic. You know, it's a lot like the Zdeno Chara effect. You just think that their whole defense is enormous because Z's out on the rink half the time. I don't have any, any sense on my own that the Penguins need to address this. I just covered an entire season, oh, a 56-game regular season, in which the Penguins were supposed to get uh, outclassed, outsized, out, ooh, I guess the word would be speeded, <laughs> out, outskated by everybody in their division. And all they did was win that division and own dominating records against the alleged best teams in that division. And for the gazillionth time, the only reason they didn't advance out of that division and have everybody thinking about them very differently was Tristan Jari's goaltending, which of course had nothing to do with any kind of size issues, even when it comes to clearing the net and that sort of thing. I mean, yeah, the Islanders were good around the net and their bigger guys would give the Penguins trouble, but they gave a lot of teams trouble, uh, including, by the way, the Lightning, all those various clutterbucks of theirs. I don't see this as a, as a need. I do like the idea of the Penguins becoming bigger in addition to everything else that I've been talking about throughout this show. Uh, I'd love, for example, to see some kind of big uh, Anthony Angelo breakthrough. You know, uh, Radim Zahorna, who doesn't necessarily play big, but is a big dude, and thus can utilize the leverage and the reach and the other benefits that come with size. I'd love to see that. I think that would be a great thing for the Penguins instead of just scattering a whole bunch of Evan Rodriguez's across the bottom six. I think you have a chance to do something there. I think it would make an impression. Do I think it's urgent? No. I think it would be more of a bonus. I appreciate the question, Bubba. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 